0: Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to this, our sixth of our Financial Services Tax podcast series. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Peter Mabry. Uh, I lead our Financial Services Tax practice here across the Middle East region. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined uh, today by Samuel Deb.
1: Samuel. Thank you, Peter. And thank you, everyone. Uh, my name is Samuel Deb. I'm a Transfer Pricing Director at PwC Middle East.
0: And uh, today, everybody, we want to take a look at um, uh, uh, transfer pricing um, for uh, financial services. Um, this is a particularly um, uh, 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 fast-moving and fast-evolving area at the moment, which is why we wanted to focus on it today. So, Sam and you, what, 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 what in particular um, uh, has caught your eyes to why why the position is changing so fast?
1: Yeah, so uh, the trans pricing landscape uh, globally and in the Middle East is fast evolving. If I f- solely focus on the Middle East region for now, uh, Saudi Arabia introduced its trans regulations in early 2019, and Egypt aligned its trans guidelines with the OECD in late 2018. Since then, Qatar introduced TP regulations last year. UAE and Oman introduced CBCR and economic substance rules. We are also seeing a significant audit activity when it comes to transfer pricing in some countries, for example Saudi and Egypt. So the overall landscape and tax authorities uh, uh, audit activities uh, it's it's changing, it's changing very fast, Uh, they have become more aggressive and we expect them to be ramping up uh, the effort further.
0: Okay, um, so yeah, we get, I get the picture then that it's, it's a fast moving landscape. I know earlier you said to me, there are kind of a couple of areas that uh, you think are particularly um, worth focusing on. Now, one of those, I think you mentioned was um, uh, uh, financial transactions and the transfer pricing of those. So what is it about, what are financial transactions and what is changing uh, in a transfer pricing context?
1: That's a great question, Peter, because there have been lots of uh, movement and developments uh, when it comes to financial transactions uh, over the last year. The OECD released its finance paper on financial transactions last year. It primarily focuses on the importance of accurate delineation of transactions and how to treat, analyze treasury functions, financial guarantees, captive insurance from a TP perspective. For example, let me give you one example, which might help uh, the audience to relate to this. Financial guarantees. And uh, just a hypothetical example, if a Middle East uh, subsidiary of a headquartered bank in in, in the US uh, is trying to borrow from another subsidiary in Europe, then the Middle East subsidiary uh, is, is not getting a very good interest from uh, the uh, European subsidiary. Hence, the uh, parent has come and given the uh, parental guarantee, explicit guarantee. Now, there are a few important things to look at it here. Number one is the accurate delineation of the transaction and as well as the substance of the transaction. And that's where it comes, the opportunity cost for both the borrower. And the lender. What is the reliable other options available for both the lender and borrower? The second thing is the credit stretching of the borrower and as well as of the parent, because the parent is providing the guarantee and the relative value of these two credit ratings, how it is going to impact the final interest rate. So these are all important pertinent things what has been introduced by the OECD FTTP paper, and that what needs to be taken into account of all the analysis and all the uh, thought process about putting together a financial transaction going forward.
0: And and Samuel, that's super helpful actually, because um, the example you've just given me there, and I'm sure our listeners, um, uh, gives a bit of color color to it. I make one quick observation actually. Uh, one of the things I've seen with this is rather unusual concept that um, where you have a lender and a borrower, um, uh, the lender needs to have sufficient sort of governance um, uh, and people activities to be able to um, oversee and administer the, the the kind of provision of the loan and the risk of the loan. Uh, and if it doesn't, Um, then, uh, if you like, the arm's length um, interest that it's allowed to receive or uh, book for transfer pricing purposes is only the risk-free return, um, which might be a lot less than a typical uh, risk-bearing loan interest rate. And now that's quite a big change. So um, that's something else that I've come across that's worth thinking about. So conscious of time, let's crack on, because another area you uh, mentioned was um, uh, uh, some big uh, commercial changes coming up with the abolition of LIBOR. Um, so, um, just quickly tell us what, what, what's happening there and what, what people need to do from a transfer pricing perspective.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's a big change, as Peter, you have uh, just alluded to. Because LIBOR has been the main base or risk rate rate for all intercompany loans or majority of intercompany loans, deposits and guarantees transactions uh, for years. So when LIBOR is being discontinued as of 31st of December 2021, it's a big shift, a big change, not only in financial services industry, but for all companies which is having intercompany loans, deposits, uh, or guarantees. And new uh, options are being uh, proposed, for example, SOFR, SONIA, and some others as well. So what is extremely important, extremely critical and pertinent to look at your Current intercompany transactions, financial transactions, and whether they are uh, going to be negotiated or renegotiated or not, especially in light of the pandemic and post-pandemic uh, macroeconomic landscape. And if you decide to restructure and amend your current intercompany loans, for example, then it is very, very important to take into uh, take into account of these recent developments. Moreover if you have a long-term loan, then whether uh, discontinuation of LIBOR is going to have an impact on your existing long-term loan contract or not. So these are the things what needs to be looked at very, very urgently because you just have less than 12 months. And so my suggestion is to pay proper attention to this.
0: Okay. Well, that, that's very useful in relation to LIBOR. Uh, the final thing we were chatting about earlier, uh, Sam and was um, uh, uh, the particular focus that tax authorities have recently been giving to financial transactions, and in particular within, here with us in the Middle East region. Um, can you give me a couple of sort of thoughts and, and examples of wh- how you've come across that and what people need to look out for?
1: Sure. Yeah. So as we see, major players in the FS industry who are headquartered overseas already have a TP policy. They need to make sure if the existing policy is aligned well with the substance in the region and if it is being implemented consistently or not. Because this is the particular area, the substance and the policy that is a form which is being focused by the tax authority. Now, for regionally headquartered banks, asset managers, and others in the industry, it is paramount to focus on putting together a robust and defensible arms length TP policy, which is aligned with the substance, covering all the intergroup transactions, and then do the compliance. Now, in recent audits in the region, amongst, any, uh, amongst many other areas, as we have pointed out, and we have discussed before as well, that financial transactions are becoming a key focus. Along with the substance of the transaction, remuneration structure, and what is the difference between the substance and form. So, in a nutshell, this industry, this FS industry, and financial transactions are getting a lot of lot of attention uh, from the tax authorities.
0: Okay, and that that I mean that's super helpful, and Yil. And I think actually you mentioned to me before as well that the sort of countries, particularly where you've seen some activity on this, is both Egypt and and, and the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Um uh so you know perhaps adds extra uh, uh urgency to the to the point you're making. Okay, thank you very much, uh Samuel. That was very insightful uh indeed. Uh I just want to say um thank you to everybody for listening to this particular podcast. Um uh this is as I said is number six in our series of eight. Please do look out for the next one that's coming up where we'll be focusing on digital taxation. Um, and opportunities for efficiencies uh, uh, in the digital sphere. Thanks for listening.